Hello spacers, Ray here with my Robo Rat Calcifer. We just got back from our most recent kill. Anyways, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening to Starlight. This podcast is a labor of love and we're excited to be sharing it with you. We hope you laugh and cry along with us in these fun adventures. If you like what we have to offer, or even if you think it's just tolerable, can you pretend to like it with at least a five-star review and subscribe? And if you really like us, or you think we're a little more than tolerable, please check out our Patreon. We put a lot of effort to make it a place you might have a little fun. Thank you for listening to this adventure. We're excited to share the journey with you. See you later, spacers. You ever get tired of drawing maps and having your players ruin your hard work by teleporting away? Or using Charm Creature to avoid that glorious boss battle set in that laboriously crayon-drawn map? Yeah, <laughs> me too. Well, that's my problem no more. Starlight Maps and Battle Mats are now sponsored by the beautiful artwork of Loki Battle Mats. From lavish palaces to cold alien caverns, they have a solution for everything. The maps come in big books that are easily transported, can be drawn on with erase markers, and immerse the players with a stunning reality. They'll forget they aren't actually standing by that pool of lava. And battle mats are only the beginning of what Loki has to offer. Want to know more? Go check them out. Or stop by our YouTube to see what they have to offer. Now, let's roll. Here we go. Roll for initiative. Welcome to Starlight. We are glad to have you here on this extra special episode. I am Isaac, your smooth talking host, surrounded by the best people that you could ever have. Around the table, we have... I'm Courtney. No, I'm joking. I was trying to do the smooth talking voice, but I, I can't take myself seriously. I'm Courtney, and I'm playing Ray Byrne. The level five... Rogue Assassin. And I'm Sam Williams, and I'm playing the level five Ranger, Clive Jensen. Ooh, you nailed that. Because you sound like you could host a smooth jazz uh, radio. Just <laughs> saying. <laughs> just saying. Uh, See, your Nathan. turn, Nathan. No, you got to no, do just, I'm just doing, No, I'm just doing it normal. I'm just doing it normal. <laughs> uh, I'm Nathan, and I play Atlas, level five uh, Barbarian. All right. And this time, you guys will notice, for those of you that have been following along, we do not have Artixis in the studio because Artixis is going to a different dimension and our heroes are returning back from their mission successfully. So why don't we jump into this episode of Starlight and see where the adventures take us. Neuralink, recall latest memories. Accessing. Team Luma returns to Etrelis, home of the Kashin family. 
Having successfully completed the mission in aiding the villagers of Osmaria, Team Luma prepares for its last and final test to become official members of the Acer branch. But first, some R&R, personal inquiries, and team bonding is in order. Memories retrieved. With that, why don't we jump in with a group vote for inspiration? Um, if you wouldn't mind, Ray, would you want to kick us off? Um, yeah. Uh, why do you do that? I don't know. That's it's, it like spices up the campaign, you know? Yeah, it's unfortunate because I, I actually I'm... haven't given it to the DM yet, and I was going to give it to the DM too. Oof. Just, just you... one time. Oh, I'll take it. I've used an inspiration. I've used two inspiration against you guys, and I've used one inspiration to help you guys. So. Okay, well, I was going to give it yeah. to Clive. I mean, I'll take it. But I want to change my vote real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still giving it to the DM. Yeah, who yeah, you? I give I give my vote. Two votes to the, to me, the DM. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's go, baby. <laughs> I feel Ray. like it just adds like spice and challenge. You know, it just it adds this unknown feeling, like this unknown to the hmm. to the game. You and I have different opinions about what this adds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get inspiration often from a vote, so I'm actually going to play a selfish card and vote for myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I a tie, would you both get it? Or we do a roll off for the fun of it. If you want it and you get to roll a die four, and I get to roll yeah. a die hundred. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But if I beat you, that means I get like three. <laughs> you get three. <laughs> Mega so, inspiration. I'll be taking that inspiration, and in the words of Emperor Palpatine. More power! Unlimited power! So, we jump in to this episode with you guys, Clive, Ray, Atlas, aboard this shuttle, heading across the waters, across the surface of Ballastar, back to the Acer family, known as the Kashin family, their home base of Etrilis. After spending quite a few hours soaring across the waters, leaving Osmaria behind. You guys finally take sight of Etrilis. It is as if you are bursting through clouds of fog that you come to this island. This island that is covered in verdant green, almost these lush kind of rainforests as Etrilis is near the center of the equator of Ballastar. You see the perimeter having small port cities that lead into a greater city at the center of this massive island. And the reason why your eyes are able to draw towards the center of the island is not because of any city or necessarily feature of the island itself. No, it's it has more to do well with the thing that is known as Etrilis. In fact, some would argue that it is no city, rather something that looks somewhat similar in the style of a Himeji castle. You see this giant jutting spire. It is essentially a building that rises almost four miles in height and has a surface that runs nearly a half mile in thickness. You see six great struts that come off the side. You can see hinges in it, almost as if it's supporting itself. Those great struts 
disappear into the ground. And it's hard to tell whether this building is four miles in total or whether it's four miles just from the surface because it almost looks like it's lodged into the island itself and then descends much further into the ground. As you start to come around, you hear a voice that crackles over the radio of the starship. Flashy runner, you are free and able to land. Go ahead and bring it in. And the ship starts to bank and move towards this giant building. And as it does that, you start to get this like 360 view as you start to kind of strafe around. At the base, this monstrous Hameji styled castle is a greater city that sprawls, but it looks like ants compared to this, this one building. This city is nothing like Osmaria. It's not simple. It is something that is much more similar to the style of city that you've seen on more developed worlds. High tech, you see starships flying in and out of like lower zones. It is bustling with people, but the building itself as you come closer is not any one single tower with these sloping roofs that come off at every single story. It is actually one giant structure that has a tower unit in the middle, but then has other towers that jut jut off of it, built off the side, added on. You can see on the western side one giant sea stack that rises up, and at the bottom of it you can see Grotto's pocket its base. Carefully tended trees accent its peak, and thick brushes of ferns and moss fall like a braided mane along its length. From there, you begin to move towards the northern side, which before was hidden from your approach. The northern side of this of this giant tower has artificial waterfalls that are coming off of the side to make the tower itself look like a cliff face on the back. The waterfalls fall deep, deep down. Your eyes follow each of these like drops, kind of like cascading jewels. And you see that the base of the building actually indeed looks like it created a crater almost as if someone took this building and dropped it. For Atlas and Clive, this crater, this, this, this image of something impacting the ground is almost, it's kind of close to, to home. Um, you've seen a crater somewhat similar to this, which is why your minds go to like an impact. The crater at the bottom, however, has filled and is now a lake that's sparkling. And you see these giant dire koi fish kind of moving around the bottom of this lake and every time they move you get this view that the lake has been filled with bioluminescence so when they swish their tails it kind of turns like a bright green as they move in the water your eyes then follow up as you come by that waterfall and start to the ship starts to accent and make its way up to a top landing pad near the center of this cluster of giant towers that come off of uh, this eastern face and you see steam rising up off as if this building itself is alive like a great dragon just constantly breathing and slowly ever so slowly the spaceship the starship starts to come down and touch down so that you guys are on a landing port a landing port that has several other starship we've landed disembark down comes the landing pad 
you find yourself in the middle of a, a bustling port where various people who are either having transactions with the Kashin family are parking their own vessels. You also see many members of the Kashin family running back and forth for errands. It is very much a city within a city. Now, this particular platform rests on a shorter tower that juts off of the main tower, and you can see sets of bots, service bots, standing beside what look like flying taxi cars to take you to any of the various towers. What do you guys want to do? So, Atlas, can you show us around? Yeah, is there a market around here somewhere? Yep. Uh, There's a lot of different types of markets. Kind of just depends on what you want. Mm, Well, I'm honestly looking just to get some more supplies. I kind of depleted myself over those last couple missions and I was hoping to find myself some uh, some artisan some artisan tools too. You know, kind of explore this this new skill I picked up cooking, and hopefully one day go back to that tea shop and become an apprentice. Are you so, referring to the Ratz's tea shop? Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Because I look What's forward to, you, to going back to that tea shop as well. Mm. But. Yeah, we'll see about that. Burning it to the Trust ground. Trust me. I won't let you uh, get anywhere near that. <clears throat> but that's besides the point. Anyway. It's, I am interested, as much as I love this robotic rat that I got, and adopting a new live rat. So if there's any at the markets rat selling at any of these, I'd be very interested. I have no idea if a market sells rats. I've never looked into buying rats. You're going to have to ask around. <laughs> Fancy place like this, I doubt it. You know what? I know where you can find a rat. In the sewers? Go, you go <laughs> to one of the lower end uh, underground alleys, you'll find a rat. And Ray's like taking notes. Find a restaurant with a dumpster in the back? Well, I'm happy to join you to wherever you're going if you're not taking my rat request seriously. Well, we so- have all day today, um, the morning of tomorrow. So honestly, you guys, we just finished a mission. So normally, I just do whatever you want to do. Um, I have plans, most likely, to meet with a few, a couple people. So who? I mean, plans? you guys are mostly free on whatever you decide you want to do. Who? Who are you getting together with? The one thing living here for a long time, I do recommend is uh, checking out the sites. Obviously, you guys will be restricted on rank, but that shouldn't stop you from seeing most of the things uh try not to spend too much money yeah this but place seems a little sketchy so who are you going to meet <laughs> i just have to report back in for uh after the mission should we report back to someone we were under testing of some kind no you guys will get the results of your i test. kind of want to join you <laughs> atlas is there a is there a library anywhere around here oh well you well, you know, there is an archives. Is that open to uh, open to anybody, or do you have to be a certain rank? Well, the archives are open for general use for those who are a part of the Acer family. As of right now, Ray and Clive are not a part of the Acer family. They are, as you would understand, within testing for that. With someone who provides chaperoning, you are allowed to have a limited use of the archives one of the things you guys would know is 
the Kashin family is very happy to sponsor and help enrich the city at the base of the state of their keep. But they doesn't mean that they want these people coming into their business. So the Kashin family does sponsor and send stuff to the city's archives as well. But they, they also have their own archives. The city archives are open. They are. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know about you two. Atlas, you got something going on, and Ray's probably going to play with their rat. But I'm going to, I think I'm going to head over to, I'm going to see if I can get into the archives, do a little uh, research of my own before I go shopping. I'm in the middle of deciding if I try to follow Atlas or if I follow this desire for a rat. Atlas, I think I just want to fall, like walk with you to wherever you're going and ask you a few questions about the city, if that works for you. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. So, Clive, you make your way over to the edge of this landing pad, and it's not a small landing pad by any means. It takes you a couple minutes to walk over and find the right taxi cab. The bot opens up the door for you. Hello, sir. Where would you like to go? I'd like to head to the archives. Campus archives in Etrus or floor 35? Uh, mm, the archives in Etrus. Of course, sir. I'm going to tip him a little extra so that he can play heavy metal music the whole time that we're going. Much obliged. My owner will enjoy this extra money. This sleek taxi starts to take off and you start to zoom off of this landing pad and it goes into a steep arc, just almost going way too fast. But you see the, the measure by with which it is navigating. There's a central screen in the front center. The bot is plugged in via its hand into the center console and you see like a navigation thread on which the center screen is showing and the the vehicle is following exactly and you can see almost like a tesla you can see all other threads of various vehicles and so it's just twisting out of the way uh, of these other vehicles just and you come out of this steep arc as you come down close to the lake with the bioluminescence and then you find yourself on a more streamlined path on which there are floating like um essentially like lanes that you follow into the city of Etrolis. And not too much longer, you eventually stop at a domed building in the middle of a, a more prosperous district. There are all kinds of beings and people walking around. A lot of like elven kind for sure. Um, but this is an area that is a metropolis bustling with anyone and everything. The bot then, after parking, opens the door. Enjoy your time. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. 
as it leaves, kind of like out of the screen of the of the of view, it allows you to see the entirety of this domed building. And you see these great doors and part of the building is like metallic, but part of it's built out of mason stone. There's some woodwork. The the dome on the top looks like dome of a, of an observatory. Except instead of just being able to see the stars on the outside, you see like the constellations moving on the outside. Ooh. And above these great doors, you just see the words knowledge, power, truth. Mm. I'm going to start making my way into the archives then. So you make your way up these great stairs, come to the doors, and you are met by cool, dry air. Um, the hall is massive, marbled floors, and it is, it's one of those places where you walk in and you feel your voice suddenly get quieter as this hush falls on you. You can see that there is a central help desk up front, and on either side, you can see like security guards with like these various like checkpoints you need to pass like metal detectors and things like that the woman sees you who's she's working at the desk and she sees you and she just has these kind of like thick rimmed glasses on and a, a purple gown just the glasses and says can i help you uh yeah hi uh first i want to say this place is in- incredible i'm curious where you guys get all your uh, resources from but that's besides the point um i'm just here i'm looking for some information on i guess like history of military organizations or history of military battles something along those lines of course we have a massive selection of that um we would be a shabby archives if we didn't I'm going to need you to be more specific if you're looking for something, or uh, you might find yourself drowning for days in that. Okay. Have you ever heard of something called the Shrine Cross, or anything related to that? Or it could point me in the direction of literature that could help me out. Let me see. And she goes into typing on some data pads. So you're leaning forward. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got some stuff on there. Mostly old news articles. Um, but we we do keep a lot of those as well. And she then gives you like the area so that you would need to go to, um, and she gives you the file number. Okay. Uh, I appreciate that. I think that's all I need for right now. And then I'll start to walk away. And then he'll he'll stop and be like, "Oh wait, wait. Also, where is your section on cookbooks?" Um, that will be the fourth floor, section B, and <laughs> honestly, you can find files up to a thousand on that. Okay, sweet, awesome, thank you. And then I'm head, uh, I'll walk away from the desk and head over to where the old news articles and stuff are for the Shrine Cross. start 
going through the files. I need you to go ahead and roll an investigation roll. Nat 20. Oh, wow. You actually find quite a few files on this shrine cross. Can we start with the oldest dated one? Okay. You start laying out oldest to newest and you start putting them into the computer. A lot of them are like just like data chips that you put in and then it starts playing on this like holographic video that like kind of like projects it up around you. You know, you're in like a room by yourself that's like completely sound padded. So the lights dim and gives you almost like as if you are movie. Yeah, almost as if you're in the movie as it's playing around you and you know, a voice comes on. It says news updates today. The hands have announced a raid on a group of scientists known as the Shrine Cross. And you get a lot of like things that you kind of already know. We'll go through it. You know, you learn that there was a group of scientists who went under an alias known as the Shrine Cross. Essentially, they were working on a lot of like illegal projects. A lot of them that are speculated to have something to do with uh, undetectable scents and moving consciousness. A lot of the accusations around why they were raided and why they were eventually arrested and a lot of it was kept quiet is because it was around the edict of never creating artificial life that could bring back Eternus and the threat of the thinking machine that would enslave all the, all things. But as you continue going through, you know, you don't quite get any information regarding like where the shrine cross base was a lot of like that seems to have been kept quiet you realize that it seems to be like a a news media tactic in which by like not announcing certain things they're keeping them from becoming heroes or people like going after them for fear of it but as you are flicking through you do find one thing or a few things of interest First off, there is a interview with the lead member um, of the hands who went and raided them. You recognize sharp teeth, thin nose, and aggressive cunning eyes. You see a man by the name of Thil Ilkhan standing there as he's talking to the reporters and is telling them all about how the raid was a success, how they neutralized a danger and he's not going under the name Thil Ilkhan, but Commander Graves. The camera pans from his face to get a little bit of a wider view. I need you to go ahead and make a an investigation check as you pause it and try to get an idea of where this interview is taking place. Seven. It's really hard to to figure out exactly where 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 this interview is taking place, but it is it is somewhere that is also pretty full of people and bustling and you see a statue behind him to his left of an alabaster man really like heavily muscled completely bald nude one leg crossed over the other one arm wrapped tucked under the stomach and another his other arm resting on top of that and going into the chin and around him on both sides you see two golden lions sitting like pets okay. you don't recognize where that is i'm gonna take a quick like mental like screenshot with my neural link and then is there anywhere anywhere in the article did it mention the names of the scientists that were 
Rated. It did not. Didn't no. Like a lot of, a lot of like data that could could lead you directly to them has been like has been censored. But there is one more rather important piece of information that you get and after they're done talking to Commander Graves or Thil O'Conn as you know him, it then pans to a tiefling. A tiefling who is green of skin, has a has like a, a, a nice cut mohawk that is braided into a short ponytail. She has just regular sized ears with like two golden hoop earrings and then a nice business suit. And she is talking to the camera and the the interviewer says, and this is Philippine. She was with the hands when they first raided the Shrined Cross. She was our investigative journalist on the ground. Miss Philippines, would you please tell us a little bit more about what you saw that night? And she gives a lot of like the PC answers, but I guess what's most important is you, for the first time, you gain the name of someone, the information on someone who was allegedly there at that point in time. Does it have information on what, like, news, I guess, news outlet was doing the interview or who was doing the interview? Mm -hmm. Chiron News Network. Chiron News Network is stationed on New Toral. So the last thing you come to is more of a a science op-ed piece on a particular type of synth technology. The research was started long ago, but never finished because it was just considered too dangerous to try and do. And it was hard to validate if it worked on animal test subjects or creature test subjects. One of the accusations you find from the various different coverages is that they weren't just working on synth, but that the Shrine Cross were also working on a form of transferable consciousness that could lead to immortality. A, it's a phrase that you've read once before on a statue, but that of a gola. And this, this op-ed piece starts to go over it, and it starts to talk about speculating whether such a thing is moral or not moral. Um, and it kind of starts off with them saying their bias or their, their idea of saying, I don't think this is moral, and here's why. Agola was meant to allow the rich and the elite to live forever. Agola takes the body of a synth formed from the DNA of the original inhabitant. The idea was that the body would then carry on the transferable memories and consciousness of the original host. The problem, however, is much like a lung transplant or a heart or anything like that, the body does not always accept it, and in many cases, rejected it. We spent a long time, and there were a lot of secret killings that were done behind scenes that nobody knew about when this idea was originally being worked on. Agola is not ethical, because we do not know at what rate that it will take a person's memory and keep it, or whether it'll just shatter, that they'll be forever lost within this new body. And in the chance that it should awaken, and then there's a little like asterisk as it kind of like explains that awa the awakening piece at the bottom. You continue reading, but you'll get to the bottom after that. Should it awaken, who's to say that it is actually the original person's memories or their, who they actually are? Or is it, a totally new consciousness that now has the, the waking memories of the original inhabitant. So we do not know if it's even the same person or if we've created a new life 
being able to do this does not seem natural. It's unholy. And then you finally get down to the asterisk mark of the awakening, where it explains that in Agola, the memories do not just happen to easily transfer. In fact, there needs to be something kind of known as a snap, some sort of traumatizing experience that starts to bring back the memories of the original host. Furthermore, there have been talks of being able to experiment with consciousness and seeing which one might win out in a body, being able to put multiple into one vessel. We are not gods, and yet we want to try and play the part. From my understanding as a member of the reveries, this is this is not our place as creations in the universe. And in fact, it is something demonic and something that we should avoid. Hmm. Well, I think uh, we can switch over to the other two while Clyde is reflecting on what he just learned. And he's also going to go and you know look at the cookbooks and maybe if he has some time, do a little history research on on uh since just roll me one last investigation check 12 so i will give you information privately ray and atlas Alice, I will admit, I've not traveled much, and so this place is is really mind-boggling. Um, and I'm wondering if you just know how how it was constructed. Like a little history lesson here. You know, honestly, I really paid attention to how uh, this place was created. Okay. Was it- Ray, go ahead and roll a perception roll. That is a a 16. After he says that, you kind of just take in, again, just the behemoth of this, these towers. And now that you're standing closer and really like looking at it and not looking at it from the sense of like recovering from your ordeal before when you originally got here, you see that the walls, the outer walls are both wood and rock, but there's something deeper beneath a almost perfectly flawless metallic structure. Well, do you at least remember when it was made? Uh, let me think. I honestly have no idea. Well, I've just never seen architecture like this. Albeit, I've not seen a lot of architecture, so I'm just curious. Someone might know from where we're going, but I have no idea. Yeah, I could ask them. I am curious. I feel like I've been through this, um, starting to go through this initiation process and being vetted by the Acers, and I, I'm just wondering what the rest of this process entails. You've been through this, so. I say yours and my recruitment is slightly different. Um, How is it different? i say the biggest difference is you guys are coming in as yourselves. And uh, when I came here, it was pretty large change. I don't get it. What's the difference? I just had to go through different types of tests. 
what different tests and what tests are coming for me uh to be honest i have actually have no idea all i know is that all i know is that i have to report back i already put the report in um i'm just going to go over some further details and then kind of what the either next assignment is going to be what did your report say you seem to be very interested in all of this I feel like it's a normal thing to be interested in if I'm joining a cult of some kind. Uh, this is definitely not a cult. That's what well, somebody in a cult would say. There's an initiation <laughs> process. And well, I mean, that's for any job. You or kinda go through a, you, you go through a trial period. Well, I've never had a real job, so this is all very new to me. See? So, I mean, this is just the process of a new job. No gangs, well, no mob, no nothing. I do feel like in a job you get some kind of explanation of what the process looks like. And I kind of feel like I'm walking in the dark here, Atlas. By the and way, it, Isaac, I'm, I'm walking the direction of Slauson. As you guys are talking, the bot that is driving your taxi to the mid-tier of the bottom of the tower finally arrives at the port. It's just kind of like this jutting, almost like edge. It pulls up to the side and the bot gets out, opens the door and kind of interrupts you guys for a second in your conversation and says, and it allows you to walk past and into these doors that open up as you are headed to go meet with second Don Slauson with Ray following after you. And I'm look, talking to you still, like I think we're going somewhere that we're both going. Mm -hmm. So I, I still feel like I should be able to know what this whole process looks like ahead of time. And if you can't tell me, can someone tell me? I've kind of lived in this unknown my whole life and I'm trying to find some kind of normalcy. And I know I'm not normal a lot of the time, so I'm just, and I also, maybe this is helpful context, I literally am walking around like I've, like, this is like, imagine like someone who's been to New York City for the first time, like wide eyed, like, this <laughs> is crazy. So if you can't tell me, who can tell me? I feel like we're in a place with a lot of people who would know. I mean, once I find out, then obviously I'll pass on the information. But as of right now, it's kind of what I'm going towards to do is figure out what happens next and where are the next steps. But as of right I, now, yeah, I don't know. Where are we going? No, as of right now, we're going to go see, or I'm going to go see Slauson. Who's Slauson? He is the second Dawn. What's the second, second Dawn? So there's usually different types of rankings inside of the machine. The second Dawn is the... If you, on the total pull, if you'd want to say, he's pretty, he's basically right below some of our top generals. So could he answer some questions for me? He could. I mean, that, that is, that is why I'm going to figure out what happens next with you and Clive. You're getting, just so you're aware, like a nervousness about her in this moment. Like really the unknown is really kind of making her panic a little bit. So she's mm. trying to like connect the dots. Alice will give her the classic. He's going to put his hand on her head. 
and toss her her hair. Her hair is already disheveled, so it doesn't do a whole lot. But she looks up at your hand, and you see this like shift from like nervousness to like extreme annoyance. Don't worry. Please don't do that again. And know that next time I'll happily chop your hand off. It's normal to have questions. I'm not worried. I just... I'm curious. You eventually come to the destination of where Atlas was leading you. And it's this just door set into a plain wall, archaic. It just has like a, a normal old lock. And there's like a small window set to the side. And you see that there are like two soldiers just posted outside of it. They wear very, very plain uniforms. And they they don't look like they're soldiers who you would find in a big battle or like a heavy heavy armored what you do notice is there's just like a faint shimmer around them just about a couple centimeters off of their entire body and you can see that all they have on the sides of their body are these like just plain hilts with a wire that leads into a small backpack that looks like a generator on their back the soldiers immediately straighten and look at both of you Second dance, Lawson's been waiting for you. Thank you. I'll head over now. The other one holds up its arm to stop Ray from going in. Wait. <laughs> Why can't I come in? Yeah, like I said, when we we're at the port, most likely you won't be able to have authorization. Well, can you ask Slauson? I think uh, it's been a while since Slauson and I have seen each other, so I think it's a good thing that if I talk to him alone. Well, when you're done, can I talk to him? I mean, that's up to yeah. it's up to my second dawn. I mean, on my decision. Go ahead and make a charisma roll, Ray. This is not where she excels. Fourteen. As you say that, you kind of like look past the arm, or rather, under it, and you see a pretty nicely like sized room that is filled with like bookshelves that have like some archaic books but you also can see like photographs um what looks like family and stuff like that and a few like trophies here or there and there is a desk set in the center an old antiquated wooden desk that's like one of those ones that's like the size of a table and at the end of it you see a dark-skinned human male sitting there uh, doesn't look like he has any hair, but he also has like a beret on his head and is wearing like a dark green capulet that just kind of comes down past um, comes down past the the elbows. And he just stares at you. Doesn't say a word. And then you watch as he gives a nod to the to the soldier who is letting Atlas in soldier gives a salute back steps out and closes the door leaving ray outside and atlas within so that was a no to talking to me after slawson is sitting 
in this room alone, just with you, Atlas, you see kind of like a an ashtray set to the side. You can see a, a a box made of like this mahogany wood that's been stained red and has like a symbol of a dragon on it. A dragon lo- looks very similar to the tattoo that you have. He opens it carefully, offers you a cigar within, and then says, take a seat. Take the cigar, obviously. But he hands you like a lighter. He himself doesn't take anything. So that's her, huh? Your loose cannon? Yeah, that's the that's the one that a little unknown on what you'll do here and there. Hmm. I read over the report that you sent. And all seems up and up in that squad codename Luma might actually be worth something. Of course, they still have one more test. And as you know, I don't even know what it is. This one came from the higher-ups, Atlas. So I recommend that you tread lightly with them. Before we jump into some more (sighs) prudent matters, is there anything that you wanted to speak with me about? One had a question on the attack that occurred a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have any more information on that or who instigated it or initiated it? A little bit. Not much. <sighs> he rubs his face and you actually see like the signs of someone who hasn't slept well in a while. I think it was an inside job, personally. I'm not the only one. I don't know how much of it was an inside job, but I do think it was one of our own. You see... <clears throat> The attack on the outside of the keep was superficial. But they knew exactly where to attack our weapons, turrets, anti-aircraft device. But there was nothing destroyed upon their entrance into the keep. Doors that should have had very limited access were opened all the way down to our labs. Someone couldn't open that unless they were an expert slicer or... Well, unless they had... Someone pulling the strings from the inside. So, I have some of our black ops on it. But, well, we'll see exactly what turns up. I am happy to say that I would rule you out, since you weren't around. Which... Yeah, I have nothing to gain from it. You know how these things go. Everyone's guilty until proven innocent. Understood. How is, uh, talking about the Black Ops, how is Jonah doing? Jonah's doing alright. Matter of fact, actually, he's doing better than alright. He's excelling. Now, you know I can't tell you exactly what mission he's up to right now, but... I understand that. Do you ever come back? Does he keep tabs? Does he still see his mother, or is he kind of on his own now? The boy's coming and goings are his own. He did come back to see your... your funeral. (laughs) And per request, he's not been told otherwise. Yeah. He'll probably find out eventually, knowing him. And have you thought about what you're going to do when he does? Keep my distance... 
I know the kid has a, uh, has a, uh, some of his own issues. You know, in many ways, he takes after you. He's hot-headed. No. Well, the kid's deadly. Well, who counts, especially with the Kashin. Basically, however you can be used and how efficient you are. And do you take that as a bad thing? No, I feel like that's the way the world should be. Hmm. Sadly, if you're weak, you need to be protected by people that have strength. You also don't deserve any benefits. You're weak or have nothing to give. He sits in that for a moment. By chance, do you know what the new test will be? I know you said you didn't know, but have they sent it in yet? Roll an insight check. Ooh, another one I'm good at. Thanks, Isaac. Eight. No. And even if I did, I couldn't tell you. You understand how things are. You know, if tomorrow the meeting, they'll be letting us know, or is that going to be at a different time? Oh, tomorrow is the test. Uh, is anything new with yourself? I mean, it's been, uh, I've been gone for quite a while. What's happened? Hmm. It's just an argument here or there. Nothing too much. Nothing too much. Make another insight roll. 17 plus 2. 19. This time when you when he says that, you can see that, that that is a lie. You can see the weight of dealing with things in the fallout of the attack and probably likely dealing with all the extra stress of the things that he's having to take over is actually beginning to wear on him. You can see you can see that the rings under his eyes are less a feature of the day, but more of something built up over time. Nothing new, like you said. We do our job, the strong protect the weak, and we make sure things still work around here. <clears throat> Which reminds me, I've seen the scores for your mental tests. They could be better, but it is where it is. Of your opinion, where are you following the incident? I believe that it's just going to take time for it to fully get out of my head. But as far as it is right now, I'm perfectly capable and ready for whatever assignment or mission is given. Make a persuasion roll. 18. I believe you are well on your way. I don't think you're quite, quite being truthful. I've seen your practice sessions. I've seen the way that the old Atlas fights and the way the new Atlas fights. There's something holding you back. Caution. You throw a punch, but then you hold it the last second. You tread as if you're afraid. Afraid of what? Yourself? No. You are in a place to lead these new members. You're in a place to train them. You're in a place to better yourself as a leader. But I'm going to call bullshit. I do not think that you're ready for some of the missions I was putting you on before. So that is the real reason why you are here. Until you have been cleared by our own psych staff, until you have been cleared by Guinevere, and until you have been cleared by Chief Scientist Bogato, you will be on leave. You and the entirety of Squad Luma will be on leave. Take it as an R&R. &R. 
I know you don't believe in such things, but everyone needs a vacation at times. So following this test, you and your squad, assuming your squad passes and are accepted into the ranks of the Acers, will be on a indefinite leave of a few months. In that time, you can do whatever you wish. And should we need you, we will call you. But I think a removal will do you good. He kind of like pushes over like a brochure of like a planet that has like beautiful beaches, has a picture of like uh, a happy family on the front playing ball with their kid. And he says, go visit a hot spring, take a day at the beach, a breather. There's no shame in battle fatigue. Hmm? Bond with your team. So Ray, you're on the outside with these two guards. Neither of the guards are talking to you. They are just kind of standing there. And you get the sense that these are these are not your normal um Kashin family soldiers. Um can I ask you guys a few questions? Persuasion roll. That is a two. Your answer is silence. So I take that as a no. Hypothetically, if a rat were to get loose, would you talk to me then? They don't even look at you. So I sit there and I just tell my whole life story. (laughs) I'm not usually a talker, but I've been feeling really lonely and I was in this scenario where I was in a building and the building was kind of collapsing and I saw weird things in the building and it was right before something really crazy happened on the planet I was on and then I met these two weirdos and I stuck on onto their ship. Will you shut up? Well, will you talk to me? No. You just said one thing. And so then they locked me in the closet, and I made the closet quite the home, and then they let me out, and I heard this weird elephant talking, and I think she was an elephant. They really liked her, and I think she left something for them, and then I found out my brother was with them at one point, and he and I were separated a long time ago, and... I'm really trying to figure out what my next steps are. And then I come here and we attack these hydras and I beat the shit out of them. You should have seen me. And she is really just rambling. Um, and she's not usually this much of a talker. So you, this is like a nervous tick that she's um, taking on. Because I, I don't think she knows how to be in social settings. They look annoyed. They're annoyed. And then I end with, do you think I'll be able to talk to him? I really need some answers. So this entire time that you're talking, there is bustle and stuff of people moving behind you. And finally, as you reach into your story, the one that originally spoke to you and is very annoyed, sees a boy walking around dressed in like simple gray uniforms. And he says, hey, Crate, would you please show this woman to some of the Dara, just can you can you do something about her? The boy looks around like 
Me? Yes, you. Oh, um, okay. Oh, oh, okay. And you can see he's like holding like quite like a huge couple like boxes that are like filled to the brim with stuff. He has two of them, and he walks over and he says, "Uh, hi, I'm I'm Crate. Could you actually help me with these?" Um, I feel like I'm being gotten rid of, but can you just tell me when Alice's meeting will be over and I'll come back? The guard just goes, hmm. Well, I just gotta make sure I meet back up with him. Hey, um, uh, the boy kind of like leans into your ear and he goes, can you please help me with one of these, please? Okay. And I grab and I follow him. And as you start walking away, he goes, they always say my name wrong. My name's Crete. Crete. People say my name all the time, wrong all the time, too. Uh, that's, what's your name? Well, I go by Ray, and that's the wrong name. But I'm not going to tell you the right name. Well, then how do you expect anyone to get your name right? Well, if I told you my right name, they'd connect all the dots. Huh. Okay, so can I call you Ray? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ray. He goes, we just got to go take this up the floor. Um, I, I, I'm really glad you, you helped me out there. Can you help me out with a few things? I don't think so. <laughs> he goes, I'm a slave. I, oh. I, I don't get much say around here. How'd you become a slave? That's, that's a long story, Ray. But, well, I can start to tell you it. And he starts taking you to, like, an elevator that starts to lead you up. Do I really need to take a uh, vacation? I think so. Have you taken a vacation anytime recently? No. Are you trying to compare us? I mean, if we're comparing mental states here, um, with all due respect, if I can speak freely... Permission granted. I call also bullshit that you're fit as of this instance to uh, be doing your job. I'm not saying you can't do it, but sooner or later you're just going to run yourself to the ground. Uh, you can roll a persuasion roll. Yeah, you can roll a persuasion roll with advantage. 14. <clears throat> One day, when you were sitting in this office, or you are quite capable of even sitting in the first Dunn's office, if you manage to stay alive, you will understand. This is a way I have to bear. It is something that I have earned... And it is something that has become my obligation. You are a berserker on the edge of becoming a commander of your own squad. You do not have those responsibilities yet. It is unwise to chase something before it is your time. Understood. He then just kind of like softens a little bit. This is on recommendation of the psych team. But I'm also doing this for your good. 
there are those within our ranks who, as you know, are not a fan of you. (laughs) And with all of the heat around that attack, there are some who would speculate that part of it has to do with the, well, frankly, in their mind, the unique weapon that you are and the plans that made you into who you are. You've done nothing wrong, but yet you are garnering some of the blame from certain people within our ranks. And having a little bit of time away for people to forget and move on for a few months, I think would be a good thing. Additionally, you've seen right through me. I am tired and I am having a difficult time discovering who is behind this. And like you said, you have nothing to gain from that attack. You weren't here. There aren't very many who were. He he flips around a data pad and shows you. And on that data pad, you see the names of every new Acer member, every new member of the Kashin family who's being tested and added in and then there's a list of squads that he's like compiled and so, you know squads that you know the only thing is clive and ray's name aren't on there the squad name that you proposed as luma is nowhere on there atlas i told you that i believe that you can one day take this place i believe that you can move up through the ranks I also believe that you have it in you to help me figure out what's going on. Your squad that I want you to bring up, there's a reason why none of their names are in here, why your proposed squad name is not in here. I want you to act as a shadow organization. I want you to help me ferret out those who attacked us. Due to our history, I think I can... I owe you a few favors. Hmm. The favor's not for me, but it's for Gideus. Now, do you understand? Yeah, I understand. In order for your squad to do what it needs to do, we need certain anti-sentiments around you to go away. And we need time for you to train up your squad, build up more group cohesion, should they pass. I have every confidence that they will pass the test. I think the biggest thing is if Deciding on what they want, because like I said, when I have the loose cannon, then I got the lost nomad who doesn't uh, know his past or where he wants to go. But as of right this instant, it's a it's a group that we all have similar goals or common goals, but not 100% sure on how long that'll last. And if it turns out that they are not a good fit, well, we can be rid of them. Now, that doesn't mean that they need to know necessarily about everything that you're doing. It doesn't mean that we can't absorb them into different ranks within the Acers. But you've spoken somewhat highly of them and their potential. They seem to round out your group somewhat, and so I'm willing to see how it works. And I'm not the only one within this organization who believes so. The details on who else is interested in this shadow group 
will come to be your information tomorrow at the test, as far as I know, should they pass. Now, there is one more matter that we need to speak of, and it should be quick. This is uh, normal. It is in regards to the reward um, for clearing out Osmaria and helping take care of it. So, split between all of you, but to you, Atlas, to your squad, you guys will have 10,000 credits put into your accounts. On top of that, the Kashin family at large has taken the majority of that, and you are being paid a little under what you are owed. Osmaria did not have the resources to pay us fully. So instead, we opted for a deal. They have sent over a new slave. This new slave is yours too, as your squad to use. But you understand, as with the Kashin family, this slave is to be treated with every respect of that of a family member. Remember, the goal of slaves within our structure is to live a life so much richer than anything they experienced before that they want to join us and become a part. Understood. Uh, where am I going to be up this slave? Uh, I will make sure that they are delivered after the testing tomorrow. From there, what you want to do with them is as you all see fit. But the credits will hit your accounts by the eve. And with that, he gives you a salute. Now, I believe your friend wanted to talk to me. Cinderin, on your way out. Am I even there? No. <laughs> oh. Wait, did you leave? She walked, she walked away. They kicked you're... me away. Wait, can you like <laughs> ask the guards or something like where I went? <laughs> I mean, Alice would probably ask once he gets out of the room if you're not just there trying to like with your ear to the wall. There's a quick word and they tell you about the direction that Ray was sent. Sent with a, a, a slave boy by the name of Crate upstairs to deliver linens to the washroom. I'm just going to contact Ray on her uh, neural link. Hi. Hey, uh, I need you to come back with the with Crete. Also, Slauson agreed to speak to you. Oh, okay. And I'm grabbing Crete and running down. So then, Ray, you make your way back down these like industrial hallways, back where you find you see Atlas and the guards standing there. The guard kind of rolls his eyes, and Crete looks at you and he says, "Why? Why did I need to come?" I don't know. He said, "You and me." Um, and I look over at Atlas. Why did he need Crete? Atlas just look at him and say, "Carry on." Uh, yes, sir. Before you leave, I, huh? you were in the middle of telling me your story. Is there a way I can contact you later? You're the first person who like, oh, talked to me. You got yourself me. a little boyfriend. <laughs> Make a persuasion roll. Ten? His ears turn red. Me? 
Yeah, you're the first person who listened and talked to me. A um, word of advice, Crete. Be careful with this one. Uh, yes, sir. Um, yeah. Uh, have you ever? Have you have you gone to the the the? Have you ever gone to the rock garden? I don't even know what the rock garden is. Oh, okay. Um, it's my favorite place in the entire keep. Um, it is. It's. It's one of the highest places that anyone's allowed to go, even slaves. And he tells you it's on like the fifty-second floor, and it is a rock garden that is on top of a shorter tower. And it over it's overlooked by uh, the moons and and stars. And he says that's a great place to talk. Okay, when when do you want to meet there? Uh, um, does a slave get preference? Well, I don't know anything about this place. Uh, how about? What would you he... like, Recruit? Uh, his, <laughs> his entire face just flushes red, <laughs> and I like point a dagger over at you. <laughs> three days from now, will we be here three days from now? And I'm like almost looking at you, like you know the schedule. Oh. Uh... Uh, it kind of depends on what the last test is. If the test is obviously just a one-day thing, or if it's a uh, multiple-day thing. Can but yeah, most likely. Tonight? You know what, Crete? Where get get your best? Your wear the best you got, and uh, I'll try to make sure she'll be here for it. Uh, um, tonight? He kind of pulls out the collar of his shirt. Um, I mean, hey, that would work even better. We at least 100% know we're here. Well, that's my concern. Your story was just really compelling, and I, and you were listening to me, and I obviously haven't been listened to in a long time. Um, yeah, tonight. Uh, hey, uh, Reed, are you, uh, by chance, uh... <laughs> you are ruining this, Alice! Do you enjoy... Shut up! <laughs> How is this divine is so amusing? And I'm trying to get into Slauson and make this quick, and you're prolonging (laughs) this. Uh, I hope you enjoy paying, Crete. (laughs) Make an an intimidation roll. 15 plus 3? 18? He looks at you, Atlas, looks at the dagger drawn, and raise hand. And then look. Then he looks at the the mouse that's on Ray's shoulder with its like little like kind of like <laughs> metallic spider like legs. Uh, three days from now, and he goes, "I really should go see to the linens." Okay, and I walk into Slauson's office with my shoulders slumped. <laughs> Stand up straight. Is that how you walk into a superior's office? I'm sorry. No. And I awkwardly, like, stand up straight and put a hand on my rat. Does your rat come for you? Very much so. Is it a pillow? A teddy bear? Something you hold on to when the nights are dark? Yes, sir. Set it on the table. And I nervously set it on the table. (laughs) 
the ro- robotic rat kind of like, and then just kind of settles down. How's your standing at attention? I don't know what standing at attention means. Shoulders back, stand straight, chin tucked. And she looks very awkward doing this. Look at that. There she is hitting 4-4. Thanks. You seem like you're feeling better already. Sure. Do I scare you? No. Does this place scare you? Yes. Why? Well, that's... It's the unknown, sir. I've lived my life in unknown, and I I just told your guards my whole story, so I won't bore you, but I just feel like this place is just more unknown, and I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going and what I'm doing. And so I was hoping you could help. You seem like a guy who knows what's going on. He looks down at his watch, and he says, I have five minutes before I have a meeting to be in. I'm going to need a bit more clarification on your question. Speak your mind clearly, and maybe I'll be able to give you an answer clearly. Yes, sir. What's this test tomorrow? I don't know. Okay. What's the initiation process to become part of the Acers? You're in the midst of it. Okay. (laughs) How many tests do I have to take? Enough. Okay. Should you pass tomorrow's, it'll be the last one. How hard is it to pass a test? What's the hardest thing you've ever done in your life? I've killed a lot of people, sir. Harder than that. Okay. Um, like harder physically or harder mentally? Both. Okay. How did you become part of the Acers? Make a persuasion roll. Oh, that's a negative one. I won't bore you with the details, but I'll tell you this. I was lost in my youth. I found direction. And no matter how hard it was or how scary it was, I faced it. Because I knew that facing the things that scared me was better than living a life where I shirked it away. And that led me here. I think I'm in the middle of that. Okay. Last question. Do you know where I can buy a real rat? And I look at him very seriously, standing at attention. Get out of my office. Yes, sir. <laughs> that was the first time I've seen Ray respect somebody. <laughs> I mean, Slauson has an effect on people, but... Yeah, and then I look at Atlas like, I got all the inches I needed, ready to go. And... With that, I think that that's probably a good place to to call that one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time, and we'll see uh, if it's the test next time or whether we do a little bit more delving around and, and whatnot. So we'll see you next time, Spacers. See you later, right. Spacers. No level up this time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, spacers.